Welcome to Victory Fellowship's online podcast library. We hope that you enjoy this message today. You know, saturation is not just a week of meetings, but it's a lifestyle. Saturation is a lifestyle. It's just, it's just our word. You know, we just call it summer saturation, but it's, it's our word. Paul called it walking in the Spirit. Jesus called it abiding in Christ. And so what it's, what it's describing is this living, or this life behind the veil, living in the awareness of God, God becoming a part of your, your day-to-day life. Now, each one of us are created uniquely different. And each one of us have different talents and interests and things that, that we like to do with our life. And, and, um, and those things many times come into play with our our learning how, our personal way of drinking or saturating. You know, for, for me, you know, I, I, guess, I, I guess I'm blessed or lucky or whatever you want to call it, but um, before I was saved, even as a, as a, as a child, in my, my growing up years, the two interests that I always had was reading and music. I loved reading and I loved music, and I always have. And you know, when, I, when I came to Christ, it, was, it became a natural for me, so I've learned how to, to saturate myself in God by reading the right things. First, the Word of God, and saturating in the Word of God, and then secondly, by, by saturating in, in worship, putting Christian music on, and God-centered music on, and worshiping God. And, and I've learned to, as, 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 a, as a Christian, not as a pastor, not as a minister, but as a Christian man. And, you know, that's where revival starts for us. You know, in 1994, when, when the revival first touched our church, it started, it started for me, with me. And, and I began to cry out to God. I began to cry out to God as a, as a Christian man. I'd come to the conclusion that, you know, I had needs beyond my ministry needs. I am a Christian man, first of all, and I needed to learn how to edify myself again and drink of his presence and build myself up in the most holy faith. I needed to saturate in the presence of God so that enlargements or spiritual growth could take place in my life. Amen. I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to be stuck in a rut. I don't want to be in the same place, spiritually speaking, next year as I am this year. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to sit still. I want to press on to know the Lord. I want to discover in my life the purposes and plans of God. As a Christian man, not just as a pastor. As a congregation, we want that to take place. But first and foremost, for you individually, for you to to get a hold of God, for you to to create a lifestyle of saturation, it helps to be in church a lot. But to create a lifestyle of saturation so you can hear from God and begin to have a, a flow of the Spirit of God, a flow of the prophetic, a flow of God's Word stirring up in your belly for the glory of God. So I want to give you some scriptures today, and these, these may, I'm going to read several scriptures. One of these may be specifically for you. They're all for all of us, but one might stand out as a word from the Lord for you that you can get a hold of and say, this is God, this is God speaking to me today. Amen. So get your spiritual antennas up. Everybody get your spiritual antennas up. Give, say, Lord, give me ears to hear. 
I want to be a, a, a one of your sheep. Your sheep hear your voice and they follow you. I want to be the, in that category today, Lord. I want to have spiritual perception. I want to, like Paris was describing, be able to recognize the nudge of the Holy Ghost when he begins to speak to you. Amen. So Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 11 and 12, Oh, Corinthians! Oh, Victory Fellowshipians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. Paul said, I am wide open. I'm telling you, I'm pouring my heart out to you. And he says, you're not restricted or closed in or hindered by us. He says, there's some restrictions in this church. Yeah, God's doing some awesome things in this church, but there's some restrictions. Some of you have some restrictions in your life. You're stuck. Another way of saying it where I can get your attention is you are constipated, stuck. Haven't had a good movement in a long time. I'm talking about a spiritual movement. Bound up. He says, but you're not restricted or bound up, but you're restricted not by us, but you're restricted by your own affections. So this this is what we set our, our heart on determines our level of being bound up. When we set our affections on things above, we begin to get a spiritual mind. We begin to make room for the Word of God in our life. We begin to saturate in the Word of God. We begin to make room for worship in our life. We make room for for prayer and praying in our heavenly language. We begin to set aside those times as precious and special. We begin to remove the restrictions and enlargement begins to take place because our affections are set on things above. So here, let's, I'll give you some scriptures. So we're, I'm, taking, I'm just assuming that you're stepping into a, a new season of enlargement in your life, a new spiritual season of saturation. I'm going to make that assumption for every one of you in this building today that you're pressing on to know the Lord, that you're taking steps in your life to saturate or to become more spiritually minded, and as a result of that, enlargement is going to be seen in your life. You are enlarged. David said this in one of his psalms. You enlarged my path under me so that my feet did not slip. He's describing his, his walk, his spiritual walk. So each one of us are on this spiritual journey. We're walking. We have a Christian testimony every day. We walk in certain ways. We treat people certain ways. We go to certain places. We respond a certain way at work. People know us by the way we respond and the way we act. And we become very predictable to the people that we're around. But David said that the Lord would expand his steps and begin to influence his steps. He would enlarge his testimony so that he could begin to walk in the ways of the Lord so that his feet would not slip that there would be an enlargement in my behavior, that my behavior, the way I I treat people at work, the way I treat my boss, the way I treat my employees, the way I treat my fellow workers, the way I treat my, my spouse, the way I respond at home, the way I treat my neighbors, the way I respond in traffic, the way I treat people in the store, it all begins to change by the enlargement of the Holy Spirit. He enlarges us and he sets our steps in motion where we begin to walk 
like a Christian. You know, there was one of those silly revival songs that we used to sing, one of the ones that really probably made some people really, really upset. We used to sing it over and over and over again about 15 years ago or 20 years ago. We walk by faith, and people, they go walk this way, and then you walk that way. But, you know, and it sounded stupid and redundant, but this is, this is describing spiritual enlargement, where we begin to walk differently and respond differently and act differently than the way we have in times past. Then he goes on, first, I love this next verse, 1 Kings 4.29 enlargement and spiritual enlargement of wisdom this comes from spiritual saturation saturating in the word saturating in his presence we begin to take on the mind of christ we begin to put off our our natural thoughts we begin to put off human reasoning and trying to think we've always you know i don't don't know any most men that i've met know how to do everything better than everybody else until humility sets in place. And you begin to put on the mind of Christ and you recognize that maybe there's better ways, maybe you don't know everything, maybe there's some things you can learn and you can put on Christ. So here's the scripture for you. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding. This is supernatural, spiritual. God gave Solomon wisdom, son of David, an exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart. So he had supernatural understanding and he also had largeness of heart. And it was so radical that the Lord said that it was like the sand on the seashore, like the grains of sand on all the beaches on the earth. God said, I've given to Solomon wisdom and largeness of hearts. God wisdom and God enlargement of hearts. Now this, this is a beautiful picture here because this shows this is specifically good if God's called you in the business worlds, in the secular world, in the, in the world of science, in the wor- world of technology, in the world of business, in the world of education, where God begins to, to expand wisdom supernaturally and at the same time gives largeness of hearts. There's nothing, that's, there's nothing that glorifies God if there's somebody that has a, a huge mind and huge creativity. For example, let's think of the guy that inv- that's, I don't have, I guess, oh yeah, this thing, this right, this thing. Steve Jobs. I wonder how it's going for him today. <laughs> he passed out of the world as a, as a carnal Buddhist, <laughs> whatever. It's quiet in here, isn't it? Now, now his great mind, creativity, but at the end of the day, it doesn't glorify God. Largeness of heart. Largeness of heart is when your heart expands and opens to the Lord, and your heart expands and opens to the, to the work of God, to the movings of the Spirit, where you can begin to impact other people. If you, you know, what good does it do to make millions of dollars and you just store it up for yourself, build bigger barns, bigger houses, and have more stuff? What good is that if God gives you the creativity to be a multimillionaire and you just store it up for your own personal use? Absolutely worthless. But when God, God granted Solomon not only wisdom and creativity, but largeness of heart, and that's what God's expansion does, the Holy Spirit comes in and grants largeness of heart. You know, when I was, after Katrina, I went with a, 
I was asked by, by the Assemblies of God to go to, to Springfield, where their headquarters are, to share about what was going on in New Orleans and to make some proposals about what they could do because they were raising finances to help in the relief down here in New Orleans. And when I was there in that, in that office um, with all these guys, these were the, the top officials with the Assemblies of God, I heard the, the, the general superintendent, the main guy, the chief guy, say to one of the guys there, he says, we'll just call the owner of Hobby Lobby and he'll write us a check. I thought, sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> now, did you hear what I just said? The owner of Hobby Lobby is a spirit-filled Christian. God's given him wisdom and the ability to create wealth, but he spends huge, huge, huge amounts of his profit for world missions. That's what he does with it. Woo! Now that right there describes, that describes supernatural wisdom, expansion of wisdom for creating wealth in this world, and at the same time, largeness of hearts. Hallelujah. Let's listen, let's, let's read this couple of quotes here. God, Adam Clark said, God gave Solomon wisdom. He gave him a capacious mind and furnished him with extraordinary assistance to cultivate it, even as the sand that's on the seashore. Lord Bacon observes on this, as the sand on the seashore encloses a great body of water, so Solomon's mind contained an ocean of knowledge. This is a happy and correct illustration. Now this goes on, Matthew Henry goes on to describe this. He said that Solomon had wisdom and understanding exceeding much, great knowledge of distant countries and histories of former times, a quickness of thought, strength of memory, clearness of judgment, such as never any man had ever had. It's called largeness of heart, for the heart is often put for the intellectual powers. He had a vast compass of knowledge, could take things entire, and had an admirable faculty of laying things together. Note, it's very desirable that those who have large gifts of any kind should have large hearts. It's desirable to those who have large gifts of any kind. Whether it's in, in science, or whether it's in education, whether it's in business, whether it's in music, regardless of where your area that God's planted you in, if He ex expands your gifts, pray that He would expand your heart, that your heart would be expanded, that you would have a large understanding and largeness of heart for the glory of God. Amen. Now, this, let's give you some more scripture. First Chronicles 4.10. Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil and that I might not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Enlarge my territory. Say that with me. Enlarge my territory. Now, another way of saying this is enlarge my influence. Enlarge my territory, enlarge my influence. God has placed you in the arena that you're in. I'm telling you, he's placed you there, regardless of how menial your task seems to be. I'm telling you, when the hand of God comes upon you, you'll be different from anyone else in that place. You'll be different from anyone else that works there. There'll be a, a difference in your life, and God will give you influence. 
hate, just, you know, this, this is described, we can see this in two great examples in the Bible, the story of Joseph in prison. The hand of God came upon him. He began to experience the visions and dreams of God. God enlarged him, expanded his territory, and gave him influence with Pharaoh, and he became the prime minister of Egypt. Same thing happened to Daniel. The hand of the Lord came upon him when he was a slave in the land of Babylon, and the Lord raised him up and gave him territory and influence as he became the chief counselor to the most powerful man in the earth. Just menial, insignificant people in the eyes of the world. You might look, look down on yourself and think that you have not much, that much going for you. I'm telling you, get under the influence of God. Get under the power of the Holy Spirit. Get under the Word of God. S- begin to create a lifestyle of saturation for yourself and God's promises. He will enlarge you. He'll enlarge your mind. He'll enlarge your wisdom. He'll give you answers to problems. And he will give you influence that you've never had before. Hallelujah. Enlargement also includes breakthrough from circumstances. You might find yourself today in an impossible bind. In circumstances that have no human answers. It could be a financial catastrophe. It could be family problems. It could be sickness with no medical answers to your problems. David knew about being in a tight place. He knew what it meant to be to look at a giant that was way more ability, had more ability and power and strength and training than he had. And he knew what it was like when he lost everything and all of his, his wife and his kids and his stuff were taken into captivity. He knew what it was like when he was being chased by Saul for 13 years. He knew what it was like when his son led a rebellion and took over his throne. He had been in pit after pit throughout his life. But he knew one thing, that in the midst of his tight place, that God was able to bring him enlargement and breakthrough. Listen to this, this, this psalm. He says, I will call on the Lord in my distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. Now this is um, back in, we had some interesting things that took place as a result of um, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our church. Not everybody is excited when you begin to have spiritual manifestations. And we had some disturbing things that took place um, in the 1990s. We had several church splits that took place as a result. And um, in the midst of one of those, it caused us some, some real, we, we lost, at one point we lost our entire worship band. It was gone in a moment of time. It's like, whoops, that was nice. But you know what? The Lord knows exactly what he's doing, doesn't he? He always has an answer. And I'll remember that the first Sunday in the new season, everyone say the new season, the Spirit of the Lord came upon our church the Spirit of the Lord began to give my wife a vision, and she began to sh- share this, this passage, and this became the theme of our new season. God was taking us out of one season into a new season. Oh, yeah, you know, when things sometimes don't look like the way you wish they were, you know, you know it's, it may be God's way of deliverance or God bringing you from one place to another place. It might not be the most comfortable transition. Joseph had to go to jail to become prime minister. You have to go places you might not want to go to get where God wants to take you. 
You might go through some uncomfortable places. You might go through the valley of the shadow of death to get into God's purpose and plan for your life. But in the midst of that dark place, in the midst of that valley, in the midst of that horrible pit, the Lord will come upon you and he'll give you a, a breakthrough anointing. He'll bring enlargement into your belly and begin to break things apart. It is the plan and purpose of God. Here's David's psalm, Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit. Not just an ordinary everyday pit. It was a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, established my steps, and he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. I'm telling you, my friend, you might be in a horrible pit. Your solution is enlargement. For you to get fat in God, for you to get full of the word of God, saturate, 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 call upon the Lord, worship him, get in the scriptures. And you'll begin to experience his breaking out to the left and to the right. He'll bring you out of that horrible pit. And like David, he'll put a new song in your mouth. And you'll suddenly find yourself in a new season. A new season of a wide place of deliverance. Yeah, they will. It's true. Thank you, Lord. Enlargement. Psalm Isaiah 54, verse 1 through 3. Sing, O barren. Oh, yeah, now he's talking about spiritual enlargements. You know, one of the beauties of, one of the miracles of being created as human beings is the ability to, to repopulate, to reproduce after our kinds. God created us that way. Every person that's ever been born, male or female, unless there's something wrong with their body, if there's something deformed or sick or not functioning properly is created by God with the intention of being able to find a partner, a spouse, and to, have, to reproduce after their kind, to have a child. It's one of the beauties of, of humanity. Can somebody say amen? And it's, it's, it's a picture. It's a picture because God, just as God has created you, it doesn't take a genius, doesn't take a talented person. The most simple-minded people can reproduce themselves. Right? It's possible, isn't it? The most simple-minded people, so it doesn't take a lot of talents, but God's created us that way to be able to reproduce ourselves. Now, in the same, in the same, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture because every human being that's born again by the Spirit of God is given the spiritual tools to reproduce themselves. And it doesn't take talent, it doesn't take genius, it doesn't take a special anointing. It's within the, the framework of every born again Christian unless some sort of deformity or restriction sets in. So God has created us with the ability of, of reproduction. Now, we've seen this as a prophetic example in, in Abraham and Sarah. Abraham was the father of faith. He's the, we, are, we are all today sons and daughters of Abraham by faith in Christ Jesus. The Lord called Abraham and told him to look up into the sky and count the numbers of the stars. And if you can count the numbers of the stars, that's how many descendants are going to come from your seed that's going to be born from your wife, Sarah. 25 years later, when he was a hundred years old and his wife was 90 years old, they still didn't have a child. 
But then the Spirit of the Lord quickened their body. Enlargement took place. And Sarah brought forth a, a child by the name of Isaac in her old age who became the promised seed. From him came the Jewish race. From him, from the faith of Abraham, came all of us, sons and daughters of God, by faith in Christ Jesus. And it was a picture, uh, hundreds of years later, this prophetic word about Sarah was given is a type and a shadow of the church, is a type and shadow of, of barrenness that tries to set in to the body of Christ. Listen to this song, this song of the Lord, this song of enlargement, Isaiah 54. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with childs. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Then he says, enlarge the place of your tent. Abraham, put on addition to your tent. Put a nursery tent on your tent, Abraham. Get ready for childbirth. Get ready for breakthrough. God's going to bring breakthrough into your life. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare and lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you will expand. The word expand, there is the word paras, to break through, to break forth to the left and to the right. There will be, be a supernatural breaking of this thing that's restricted you and held you. Breakthrough time. So God is, God is placed within side of each one of us. As Christians, the ability to reproduce. One of the greatest joys in your life is when the, the Lord gives you the opportunity to pray with someone. When you say, would you, would you pray with me? Would you pray with me? Let's pray and ask Christ to come into our life. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. God is equipping you to do that. Oh, no, you don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to be talented. You don't have to be special. You just have to be enlarged by God. The right place at the right time. I'm telling you, I'm telling you the fish are jumping in the boat. Just get in the boat. Just put yourself in a position. Just, just come in and ask how the, one of the pastors, what, you can be part of our altar calls and, and just put your spiritual antennas up and find someone up here that's hungry for God and pray with them. It's easy. It's absolutely easy. Woo! You, if, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I'm, now, you wanted, one of the... T- it's It is a, the joy of Christianity to win a soul to Christ. It's the joy of Christianity. It goes hand in glove with, with the joy that comes in. It's the joy that comes in, and it's the joy that goes out in ministry. It's coming in and going out. Amen. So, I've got two more scriptures for you. John 10.10, 10, enlargement of your life. So we're talking about saturation. Discover how you can get into a lifestyle of saturation for yourself. And then enlargement takes place. John 10, 10, the thief does not come to steal and kill and to destroy, but I've come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I know back, the, I know the prosperity preachers use this to say God's going to give you, you know, millions of dollars, you're gonna, everyone's going to drive a Mercedes Benz, and you're going to have a multi-million dollar house, and you're going to wear, have diamonds and goldens coming out your ears. That's not the kind of abundant life that this is talking about. 
This is a, a quality of life. It's a spiritual life. It's the ability to enjoy your life in this world, and it's, it's something that comes to us by spiritual enlargement. We begin to, to drink of his goodness. We begin to feast on the word of God, and at this, what happens, one of the, the natural res, results of that is we begin to enjoy our lot in life right where we are. We enjoy our job. What a novelty to be actually get up and say, oh boy, it's Monday morning and I'm going to work. Hallelujah. It's possible. I can't wait to get to work. I love my job. I love what I do. I have the ability to influence people for the kingdom of God and make an income to provide for my family and influence the kingdom of God with my giving. Thank you, Jesus. He gives you the ability to enjoy your family. He gives you the ability to enjoy church. He gives you the ability to enjoy your hobbies more than you've enjoyed them in the past. He gives you a supernatural ability to to love life and relish it and to be happy in it, be happy in the poor that God's given you, to rejoice in the Lord God's. Oh yeah, he's come to give us life. Shomose, life. Everyone say life, life. I want to give you this last, this last um, passage. This is awesome. Expansion of your God companion. Now here's, the, here's a beautiful enlargement. This is a, you know, one of the ma- amazing things when a wife gets pregnant, a woman gets pregnant, She's able to expand. She becomes bigger and bigger. It's, a, it's, it's like, wow, look what God's done, you know. When I've done, now, we're, we're talking right now about spiritual pregnancy. Spiritual pregnancy. You can be pregnant with, the, with, with, the, with God. Pregnant, enlarged by God. Now, look at this scripture. That Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith that being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is width and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That doesn't even make sense. You can be given the ability to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Now this is describing expanding your spiritual capacity to have, be, be able to contain and, and want to contain more of God in your life. A spiritual hunger. It's a, it's a gift from God. Expansion. You know, it's like, it's, like, um, it's like stretching your stomach with eating food. The more you eat... Boy, it gets so quiet in this place. I'm not trying, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be ugly here. When you, when you eat a lot of food, your stomach gets bigger. You do that for a year, it gets bigger and bigger. You do it for 10 years, it gets bigger and bigger. And you expand your capacity to eat more food. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I know this is politically incorrect, but I'm just, I'm just saying. This is an analogy. So this is what happens, and, and you know, it's so ultimately you've got to get a hold of yourself if you want to get your body back in control. It takes a while. Now, now sp- here's the beauty of spirituality. There's no such thing as overindulging in sp- the spiritual realm. No such thing. You can get as fat as you want, 
And you get bigger and bigger and bigger. You, uh, 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 you increase your capacity for God. If, if, you know, if you, could, if you could have your spiritual eyes open, we got some spiritually obese people walking around up in here. It's just like some big, big old people carrying... And they, yeah, yeah, and they're carrying, they're carrying, they're carrying evangelism, they're carrying prophecy, they're carrying worship, and they're, they're, they're carrying something to give away and to pour out, and, and they're, they're not, and they might be start off eating for two, and then they're eating for three, and then they're eating for ten, or they're eating for a hundred, and they have to keep, they have to keep gorging themselves in the things of God, because they are enlarging themselves to for influence that God's given them in this world. Spiritual capacity. Hallelujah. So, thank you, Lord. Let's just, let's just take a minute right now. Just, kiamase, ke, ke, masta, ke, te, masta, sombre, ki, tambaste, prestamando, tantala, barakaste, kiabramaste, ya, sambaramaste, ke, lese, ya, kriti, temaste, ke, remakaste, ke, kiambrote, telabrika, telabrase, ki, remaste, ke, lambrota, kalamasta. Rema selatre kelesia kotora masi teristama ke. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Spiritual enlargement. You'll spread abroad to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Kibrama. You, sh- you will spread abroad and settle in uninhabited areas, in areas that have been restricted from you, areas you've not been able to go into, things you've looked at in the times past and not been able to, to gain entrance into. says, as my hand comes upon you, as the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, I will enlarge you, I will enlarge your capacity, and you will break forth to the left and to the right and begin to resettle regions in your world, regions in your re- re- realm of influence that have been unreachable and unattainable to you. You've seen them, you've looked at them and longed to be there. But see, Bob, it's not, it's not going to come by, by human abilities, human striving or human planning, but it's going to come by the hand of God. Spiritual enlargement and breakthrough will come upon you suddenly. Y'all stand, let's pray with me. Okay, let's, let's just stand in his presence right here. Bramoste kelebrese ke brambate masa. Brise, cambramba, salatre, ketele, yamote. You know, Paris tells the story about the night before she gave birth to our last child and how the Spirit of the Lord came upon her. And it was as if it was the, 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 the noise and humming of angels hovering over her bed and speaking to her, speaking over her, speaking over her. And speaking the word breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. You'll break through. You'll break through to the left and to the right. Breakthrough. And you know, that's, that's the incubation of the Holy Ghost. Incubating over us. Incubating over this church. Incubating over, over this life. Speaking. Breakthrough. Paras. 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 Breakthrough. 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 Instead of being restricted, you're restricted by your affections. You're setting your affection on things above. You're turning your eyes off of yourself, turning your eyes off of your problems, turning your eyes off of your limitations, turning your eyes off of people and humans and trying to figure out how it's going to happen. But you're setting your attention on the things above, setting your attention on God itself. Thanks for listening. Check out our website at victoryfellowship.net for service times and locations.